Good day everybody. Christian Democrat. We're doing summertime hours, so we're not making a whole lot of podcasts this summer. Uh, I could probably be doing a little bit more, but you know, it's summertime and I'm, I'm doing other things. I just read Of Mice and Men for the first time. I like to read the books my kids read. Not, not too bad of a read. Uh, I read The Grapes of Wrath in college, but never, never got around to reading that little book, so I'm working on another classic. I like I like to read the classics. I don't know uh, what you'd like to read, but I like to kind of read a variety of things and watch a variety of movies and different things. So, uh, Mice and Men uh, does have some language in it, but I think overall it's a pretty pretty good book and it's really short. So if you're looking for a nice short read, I recommend Steinbeck's Of Mice and Men. Speaking of Mice and Men, the best laid plans of Mice and Men often go awry. I don't know how the rest of that, that verse is supposed to go, but this month Franklin Graham called for prayer for President Trump the first Sunday of this month. I don't know if that was June 2nd or what day it was. I've been thinking about that since that day, since that happened. It was kind of a bombshell for me and I think it uh, it might be, be a real change for me going forward. I don't know. I don't know if I'm overreacting or what, but situation, if you're, if you're not aware, Franklin Graham called for prayers for President Trump the first Sunday in June. Said that he's under attack like no other president, and he even at one point said he is the most Christian president that he has ever seen, and that we need to pray for him. Called for churches to pray for him. Got two or three hundred signatures from other Christian leaders to also vouch for praying for him. And as I look at that, this is pure pandering. This is pure Republican hackery of saying, we're going to support the Republican Party as Christians and call it religious business, call it prayers, but really we're just supporting the president and supporting the Republican Party. And to me, that means that the Christian leaders, the public Christian leaders, involved in politics or the political world simply are carrying water for the Republicans. I do not see any legitimate Christian leader anymore in the world of politics. They're all simply Republican hacks. I thought Franklin Graham, and I, I know he's made some controversial comments in the past sometimes, but you know, Billy Graham's son has some respect and respectability. This was not a prayer to be called for the president uh, from biblical means, you know, from the, from the verses where it talks about praying for your leaders, which, you know, I, I should do more praying for the president, no doubt. But this was a prayer to gather support. And even the president tweeted a thank you and said, we're going to win in 2020 because of the things like this that you're doing. The president knows it's a political hack job. Uh, you know, the, the Christian leaders should be a little smarter. Now, I was a little bit happy that when I actually looked through the list of two to three hundred leaders, most of them were kind of fringe elements. They were just kind of, you know, leaders of, of weird uh, Christian ministries that were probably already associated with the Republican Party. There weren't many pastors. I think there's only one pastor's name on there I even recognized. Uh, so... That's, that's very discouraging to me that as 
Christians, we've lost a lot of our independence. And we're simply saying, whatever the Republicans do, that's good because they give us the political policies that we like. Apparently, I don't know what political policies they're getting from Trump, but we're just pro-life Supreme Court nominees. You know, I don't know. But thinking that we're going to win the social war through government. It's just, it's just a strange idea on its face to say as a Christian, I'm planning on getting people to follow my ideas by by passing laws from people who are clearly immoral, clearly not Christian, clearly don't, don't represent Christ or anything that, that God's image has in us, yet they're going to give me some sort of policies that's going to force people to not have abortions and not be gay and, and do these other things. Uh, you know, out of one one side of their mouth, they praise Republicans and praise Trump to get all these things, I guess, that they want. On the other side, they say how bad government is and we need small government and need to get government out of our life. I mean, it's just crazy the amount of doublethink going on right now in their uh, Christian conservative realm. Uh, it's very discouraging to me. Now, maybe, maybe I'm late to this bus. Maybe you're already like, yeah, we already knew that the Christian leaders already were sold out to the Republicans. Maybe you already knew that. But after this event from, from Franklin Graham, uh, I'm convinced. Now, uh, listen, though, I'm not saying you can't get good Bible teaching. Okay, There are prominent Christian leaders who teach on the Bible, maybe occasionally have some political teachings or something. Uh, you, you can get Tim Keller and John Piper and Rick Warren. There, there are respectable people out there. Alistair Begg. You can get respectable teaching. I don't mean that. And others, many others. But those people are not mainly engaged in politics. If, if, if the Christians are visible and they're public figures and they're engaged in politics, they're simply Republican. They're simply Republican operatives trying to sway people to continue to vote for the Republican Party, despite what might be going on is completely contrary to biblical teaching. Now, the other side of this coin, as the abortion debate has gotten more prominent in the last few weeks, as states have, have passed both pro-choice laws and pro-life laws, uh, all the Democratic contenders have gone against the Hyde Amendment. And Joe Biden himself even flip-flopped and said, I'm now against the Hyde Amendment. If you're not aware, the Hyde Amendment is the amendment that says that no federal funds can be used to pay for abortions. And it's seen as kind of a compromise that allows the federal government to support places like Planned Parenthood. Simply the money will not be will not be used for the abortions. It'll be used for other services. Planned Parenthood does provide other services for women that are biblical and that are good for, for women. We just don't agree on the abortion issue. But they're all against it. So saying that, no, we're, we're going to force, you know, your taxpayer dollars to go to pay for abortions. Uh, so where does, a, where does a social conservative even fit into the Democratic Party? You know, like myself. How, how can I even be there when it seems like there's no room for me and they don't want me there? Um, I don't know. They're, they're, they're in a tough position in terms of they have to appeal to some of their base, and some of their base is very progressive, very uh, feminist, so 
and, it, and if you have one or two candidates, sometimes maybe you can kind of fudge on some of those issues and do this or that. When you got like 24 candidates and they're all against the Hyde Amendment and you're Joe Biden in, in number one place, and really you're not the most progressive candidate, you're not the most feminist candidate of the bunch, you've got to kind of fall in line or risk alienating a big part of your base, which I think Biden is starting to fall, which was kind of expected. It, nobody thought he was going to run away with this, really. Uh, in the polls, but it, it's still early yet. Who, who knows what will happen? So, what does that mean? I think, you know, I, I don't know what that means. I certainly still agree with the Democrats more than I disagree with them, but I just don't know how I work in the party, and I certainly don't work in the Republican Party. Uh, I don't agree with almost anything that they do anymore. And I wonder if we, maybe we wouldn't be better served with a, with a new arrangement, maybe more like Europe, that we have more than two parties. It's clear in my mind that there's more than two ideologies out there. There's several different conservative ideologies. There's several different liberal ideologies. I don't fit well into a group, you know, that maybe we should go to more than two parties. And then, you know, you can see something like in the House of Representatives, when, the, when you get there, Maybe there's five, seven, ten different political parties in the House, and then they have to work together to form a coalition of a majority. That no single party has a majority, so that that party would have to reach out to other parties and work together and, and come together and vote for the majority. I think it might serve us well. It would it would keep less stress on both parties actually because. You have the progressive Democrats against the centrist Democrats. You have the far-right Tea Party Republicans against the moderate Republicans. You know, so if, if you broke those groups up, and, and you could break up into other groups as well, we could say, hey, you, you can keep to your ideals and what you believe and not have to compromise to get other votes going on. But then when you get to Congress, there would also be a more of a spirit of compromise and working together because guess what? <laughs> no single party would have a majority anymore. You would have to, and that's a little bit how the place already works because you have all these caucuses, right? That's what they do with these caucuses. Say, I'm a Republican, but I'm in the, I'm in the Freedom Caucus. And, and the speaker knows he needs the Freedom Caucus's support on things, so he has to do certain agenda items for the Freedom Caucus. Same thing in the, the Democrats. They have the Black Caucus, and the, uh, I don't know what other caucuses. They have other caucuses, I know. I should look that up I suppose but uh, same idea that you've got to do things to appease these caucuses it, it's not all that dissimilar from different parties it's just that we just like to keep the two umbrella parties so I don't know if that's a viable option or not but certainly it's not the first time in history a Christian is filled squeezed by the political pressures not fitting in is I think a hallmark of Christianity that you don't do things like the world does things. And if you're lining up completely with one party or the other perfectly in what they do, I would say you need to really question whether you're following God, if you're following what the Bible says, because I think there's a streak of independence and a biblical standard that is not of this world. And so I don't know if I'm comforting myself with the fact that I don't fit in or what. But uh, if you got any ideas, you got any messages of how you know, and you resolve this, I don't know, but you keep fighting the good fight, you keep trusting it, that our government is a good tool to help, but it is not our savior. Our savior is Jesus Christ, and that we are going to try to represent him the best we can.
even with our political ideologies as crazy or you know as out there as it may seem you don't disengage from the culture but you engage it you don't sit on the partisan lines and say I'm just going to wholly join the Republicans or wholly join the Democrats. I'm going to be working with some sort of independence. You can work within a party, but you don't work as the party. And that's what a lot of the people on the right have done. And the people on the left, uh, I'm not sure that they're totally ready for someone like me, but one never knows. Maybe hope springs eternal. So that's my message for today. A little bit of a, of a downer. But, uh, you know, I think that, that really hit me hard, that Franklin Graham did, and made me start to think, you know, where, where do we go from here? You know, how do we, we build this up in a, an atmosphere that's completely partisan and lacking any sort of really biblical uh, standing? So, let me know if you have any comments. I'll probably you know, continue to, to put some podcasts out this summer at a slower pace. But I hope you're all enjoying your summer. Grab a good book. Grab a good movie. Think about how to make our country a better place. All right, until then, this is Christian Democrat, and I'm out.